Welcome to the discussion, Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solutions. Here's today's moderator, Tom Temin. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Jason Keplinger, the Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex Solutions, and Uptal Amin, the Chief Engineer at T-Rex. Gentlemen, good to have you both with us this morning. And let's talk about commercial cloud because that is a issue that is so important to every federal agency. And we've been talking about cloud for a long time, but each year that passes, we're learning more and more about what are really the best practices for moving to the cloud. So here we are in late, getting to be late fiscal 2020 for the federal government, late calendar 2020. What are the best practices for moving federal agency programs besides email to the, to the commercial cloud? Jason, why don't we start with you? Sure, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I think the first part is really establishing a roadmap for the agency or the organization to make sure that you know where you're headed, know where you're starting from, and being able to identify how to get there. And um, with the new policy of um, not cloud first, but uh, you know, best fit for the cloud, is the best, best approach is to take that roadmap, make sure you're communicating it, and providing it out to the organization so that we're all using the common language as we go through and do this um, important move or modernization to a cloud environment. The second portion I would talk about was really the adoption. Um, it's not just a technology change anymore. It's really the technology is there. It's available. It's more of how do you get your culture in the right place in order to be ready for that modernization. Um, now that you have a roadmap, you understand where you're headed. Now you got to get all the people on board in order to make that change occur. And then the third part I'd really talk about is the security part of it, making sure that you're integrating security along the way. A lot of cloud providers, CSPs, have some great security automation already baked into the cloud. And um, taking advantage of that, and then also integrating your own um, active cyber defense into that, into that uh, CSP helps you put together a full cloud um, security solution so that you have something that's secure, that you're ready to move to, and you've also um, got the people ready to interact with a new uh, technology like a, like a cloud. Sure. And Utpal, what do you see from the engineering standpoint, from the technical feed on the ground standpoint? So one of the uh, best practices that we have kind of learned is to be flexible. You, with a large agency, you have many systems being migrated and modernized and moving to the cloud. Um, and so to be flexible is very important because depending on the systems and their requirements, some of them would adopt all the new features and functions of the cloud, like going a serverless or um, migrating to a cloud-based databases and things like that, versus some of the systems might not go and adopt 100% all of the new cloud features, but might want to have virtual servers or would have want to have a traditional databases, or even there is also potential of having systems, having a hybrid between some of their portions being on-prem versus some in the cloud. So being flexible is very important uh, when planning, or as Jason said, laying out the roadmap. So that is to say at the outset, you don't have to have all of the cloud technologies in place like that are common, like containerization and micro segmentation and deep virtualization of everything. You can go a little bit with what you've got? That's correct. And depending on the systems and where they are within their life cycle, some of them may be able to adapt to the 
latest technology like containerization, and some of them may not be able to. And being flexible allows them to move to the cloud in a faster manner rather than uh, making them change a lot of their architecture. And I imagine the cloud that you are moving to may dictate what it is that is best moved first, according to that roadmap that uh, Jason mentioned. You would have to have kind of a priority order of what it is of the assets that you plan to move up there. Absolutely, right? So one of the things you would want to do is make sure you prioritize which services you're going to use depending on the cloud you're moving into. Make sure um, you have all the features, functions, uh, security aspects of it, operational aspects of it for that particular services well-defined and have processes around it before you start uh, having the systems on board into and start using those services. And Jason, in establishing that roadmap, that's not something the IT staff really should probably do on its own. Should it involve maybe some of the program people or even in some case, some of the users? Absolutely. And um, there's multiple factors that are going to go into a roadmap and being able to determine when you should move something or modernize something, um, including the operational need of that system. You know, is uh, for instance, is uh, for tax season and IRS is you don't want to do it during that period of time when it's at its optimal need point or census while we're in the middle of collecting responses. Um, you want to do it at the right time. And that's what roadmap help, helps you lay out is the right time. Um, whether the technology is available, like Upal talked about, is the services that you need available and are they fed ramped? Are they ready to be used within the cloud? Are they available on both East and West? Um, are you seeing parity between both East and West if you're talking about Amazon or Azure Cloud, all those are factors that play into your roadmap. And that's key of what um, Upal said is the flexibility to that roadmap. That's why you call it a roadmap. You have off ramps that allow you to get off if the technology is not available or something's not available or if it's not the right time to move at that point in time. Because not everything's ready to be moved to the cloud immediately. Maybe you need to take a few steps, get onto a Dev DevSecOps pipeline that's shared um, so that you're ready to move into that environment. And that's where that roadmap really plays into it. Because a lot of agencies, a lot of IT practitioners have had change control procedures that go back many, many years, such as when a new mainframe might be coming in or update to an operating system. You've got changes that affect throughout one change here can affect things throughout the system. What are the additional change control measures and considerations for when you are going off-prem with a major application to the cloud? Utpal? So governance is a very important aspect of it. Um, traditionally, most of the uh, agencies would have a change management process, but when we start moving into the cloud, you not only have to be agile and be able to be uh, move fast enough so that um, you do not have, the process does not burden. However, you do want to have some level of governance to make sure that the right things are going into operations. Uh, you want to make sure your uh, knock is notified of all the changes that are occurring. You need to make sure um, uh, that the right technologies are taking place. And more importantly, you also want to make sure um, the budgets and things like that are going to be followed. So one of the aspects from a governance perspective or change management is to put in place like guardrails from a funding perspective so that with, uh, the programs stay within those guardrails and not overspend, especially in the cloud environment where easily you could overspend what you have budgeted for. Yes, because a lot of agencies have mentioned that it's easy to get 
into the cloud and easy to establish a service level agreement. But when the data starts flowing, that's when the charges really start to add up. So I imagine part of that planning process would include at least a good estimation of what your data download picture is going to be looking like, because that's a great driver of cloud monthly costs, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So what Jason talked about the roadmap, one of the things you have to do while establishing that roadmap or the planning phase is establishing what kind of cost or budgets do you need to put in place for each of your um, each of your systems, as well as each of your environments, how you move through each of the environments for each of your services. If you have that level of breakdown, not only just a high level number, but breakdown of each of your budgets, then you can measure it on a month to month basis, or even a lot of times on a daily or weekly basis, so that if you are going off the track, you would immediately know and can make the course correction. It is very important, especially in the cloud area where it is all, uh, the billing is all by the services you use to be able to measure and monitor what you're using and be able to kind of predict uh, or else you would have a lot of variances uh, from the budget. All right, on that note, we'll go to a quick break here. My guests today are Utpal Amin, he's Chief Engineer at T-Rex Solutions, and Jason Keplinger, Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex Solutions. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This discussion is Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solutions here on Federal News Network. What does successful IT modernization look like? The 2020 Census. It's the first digital census. T-Rex Solutions integrated a state-of-the-art system of systems to digitize and protect the decennial census, from securing mission-critical applications and data to moving to the hybrid cloud quickly without operational interruption. T-Rex is implementing the future of government IT today. Find out how T-Rex can help your agency with IT modernization. Go to trexsolutionsllc.com. Welcome back to our discussion, Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solutions here on Federal News Network. My guests today are Jason Keplinger, Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex, and Utpal Amin, the Chief Engineer at T-Rex. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And in this segment, I want to go into what is really a signature and interesting project in the federal government, and that is namely the Census Bureau in a matter of a few years has modernized its infrastructure, adopted a lot of cloud technologies. And I guess in some ways that mirrors the history of the agency because it was the very first one to use automated tabulation, I think for the 1890 census. So they have a history of innovation and modernizing as the country's gotten bigger and their, their, their decennial obligations get more complicated. So tell us about census, what they've done and, and how they did it. Sure. Um, so we work across multiple agencies, but our key, uh, pro our key program is associated with the 2020 census, which was the technical integrator program. And this was a innovative approach that um, the government census took in order to um, make sure that there was integ an integ integrated solution and an infrastructure that crossed the 52 systems that make up the uh, 2020 census set of systems of systems. Um, what they were trying to achieve from a 2010 perspective, most of the work was done via paper. Most of the responses were taken in via paper. This was the first internet response um, set of data that was taken in for, by the census. So th this was the first internet response ever. Um, what they were also trying to achieve is improve public access 
to, to responses. They were trying to improve the workforce in, in the field by automating some of that in the field. Um, and also doing a little bit more with mobility. Um, so the contract was, the technical integrator contract covered the, from end to end um, system availability, system production, system um, infrastructure, and integration. So we're talking about um, 52 systems, which 18 of them we moved into the cloud. Um, seven of them we moved onto a hyper-converged platform with um, 254 field sites that were deployed for the census workers so that while they're out there collecting response data, they're in these field offices doing remote work, which included almost 20,000 remote workers. And um, with over 400,000 enumerators in the field. So those are people carrying around a handheld device which um, connects back into the enterprise and uh, collects those responses. So the key to that also was that internet response system. The internet response system was uh, deployed into the cloud and was able to handle almost 1.2 million concurrent users. So we tested it up to that point in time. Um, so as the technical integrator responsibility includes both cybersecurity, performance and scalability, the uh, migration of applications, and testing of those applications so that uh, we, we covered the full gambit of um, getting a system out into the cloud and then being able to test it and deploy it and actually operate it in the cloud also. And we know it's up and running right at the moment as we speak. And Utpal, did uh, the applications, these 52 applications and some of the ones that were hyper-converged, did they come to the project in a state that they were ready for hyper-convergence, ready for hosting in the cloud, or did some kind of groundwork need to be done on the code that was a part of those 52 applications? So all the applications came in varying level of um, readiness. Um, and one of the things we did for the census program is we had something called account managers who worked uh, side by side with the applications team to kind of get their requirements, work with them and figure out how are we going to migrate them to the cloud. Um, they helped the systems team kind of not only uh, architect it, uh, but also migrate it and define their path to into the cloud. Um, they also worked with the systems team and brought our DevOps team to the systems team and made sure that all of their um, deployment as well as uh, software uh, integration was done using automation um, and so that we were able to quickly migrate them into the cloud. Once during the transition phase, when we migrated them over into the cloud, we also had these account managers, which were kind of embedded into the systems team, work with our monitoring team to kind of make sure all the systems are monitored at various levels so that during our operations, we do not run into any issues or there is always alerts and um, early warnings available so that we can fix those problems before they turn into an outages. I imagine in some cases you might have had to maybe re-render the logic with code that was more cloud friendly. Is that part of some of the prep that might have to be done? Absolutely. Some of the applications uh, had to be changed in terms of making more cloud friendly or some of the logic and their business was adopted to use cloud services rather than more of a native um, type of uh, standard databases or standard uh, practices. 
Um, and so we work hand in hand, our DevOps team work hand in hand with the systems teams to make sure they're using the right services at the right, uh, in an appropriate manner um, so that they can harness all the benefits of the cloud. Um, one of the examples that uh, Jason talked about is the internet self-response. For that particular application, we were able to leverage some of the features of the cloud where we are able to burst up uh, in the cloud and be able to have additional resources when those 1.2 million users uh, came into picture. And when there are less um, need for those resources, we were able to scale down. And that, that way we are able to use the power of the cloud. Yeah, so really that scalability is what comes into this so, so critically because census, I guess, they have areas of huge requirement, large loads, and then they have periods of relative dormancy too, I imagine, for the, some of the systems. Maybe not so much for the decennial count, but for some of their monthly programs and surveys that they do throughout the year and all the 10 years in between the decennial counts. Absolutely. So the census uh, in general have a very um, load that is where it has lots of peaks and valleys. And so it is a very good candidate for a cloud-based systems where you don't have to have all the resources needed all the time. You just use the resources when they are needed and then give back the resources to the cloud. Uh, it helps from a budgeting perspective. It also helps from overall usage perspective so that we don't have to uh, kind of maintain all the resources while they're not needed. We don't have to patch them. We don't have to monitor them uh, from a security, continuous security monitoring perspective. We don't have to monitor because those resources have been taken out from, uh, from the usage. And I imagine it's important to build those patterns into the SLA that you negotiate with the cloud service provider. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things we did is we worked hand in hand with the cloud service provider uh, for the census program. We were able to, so for example, we had to make sure that some of the peaks, census is a very large peak, we had to work with the cloud service provider to make sure that they have the capacity available when we needed those uh, peaks or uh, when the peaks are gone, we rel relinquish that capacity, but then in a month or so when it's needed again, we're able to bring it back. All right, we're gonna take a short break on that note and come back and discuss some of the lessons learned. My guests today are Utpal Amin, the Chief Engineer at T-Rex Solutions, and Jason Keplinger, Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex Solutions. I'm Tom Temin. This discussion is Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solution here on Federal News Network. What does successful IT modernization look like? The 2020 Census. It's the first digital census. This monumental enterprise-wide IT modernization effort was led by T-Rex Solutions. T-Rex Solutions integrated a state-of-the-art system of systems to digitize and protect the decennial census. T-Rex Solutions has the deep knowledge and experience in successfully implementing complex IT modernization projects, like the 2020 Census. T-Rex understands critical cyber data protection requirements, aggressive schedules, and large size and scalability. Managing and migrating legacy IT systems and applications requires advanced IT solutions and highly skilled expert systems integrators. From securing mission critical applications and data to moving to the hybrid cloud quickly without interrupting operations, T-Rex is implementing the future of government IT today. Find out how T-Rex can help your agency with IT modernization. 
Go to trexsolutionsllc.com. Welcome back to our discussion, Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solutions here on Federal News Network. My guests today are Jason Keplinger, Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex, and Utpal Amin, the Chief Engineer at T-Rex. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And before we get to the bigger picture here and lessons learned, uh, continuing on with what you learned at the Census Bureau, Jason, uh, there's a, been a shift in the way people think about IT, moving from a network-centric way more to an application-centric view when it comes to cybersecurity, and in many cases, a data-centric view, because ultimately the purpose of systems is to do things with data. And so tell us about that and how that concept applied at Census. Of course, yeah. Like you said, is data has become the crown jewel of most agencies, and systems process data, that's really where the data is the fuel that everything runs on, basically. Um, really what we took at Census was a data-centric approach to modernization. And that's important because you need to understand where your data resides, how it's moving throughout the organization, and is there any way to centralize it so that you're reducing cost, um, also creating a, a location where you can secure it uh, a lot easier, and not duplicating data throughout your, your systems as you do that migration. So there's really two parts to that. First is the operational data, is looking at the operational data, understanding, like I said, where it resides, what kind of data you have, creating an MDR, a master data repository, um, automating a lot of the comparisons between ICDs so that we understand how the data is flowing, what data is flowing, avoiding dropped data as it moves throughout the system, but also taking an approach like Census did, which was putting a data lake or a data hub in place. And that allows you to centralize that data, be able to have applications use that data from different places and remove the stove pipes that you usually see in a system of systems so that data is available to all systems equally across that. The second piece is, is really you've got to consider as you're moving into a cloud or a CSP environment that there's a lot of security data available and log data available. So you have to scale your, your backend systems to handle that data just as much as you have to scale the front-end systems. And you have to performance and scalability test those. That's what we did at Census, is really do the performance and scalability through the whole system, including the backend systems. So you understand how you have to scale those backend systems, the logging systems, the accounting systems, the, all those systems that are on the backend of your of your enterprise, how you have to scale those also in a data-wise fashion so that um, it takes into account that as you move into the cloud and you can take into account the cost related to the, that data also. Yes, because sometimes that back-end data in terms of volume greatly exceeds your operational data. Absolutely, especially if you're getting data from every host, from the network. Um, like I said, CSPs give you great um, definition and the amount of data that they give from NetFlows, from your host-based network uh, taps, you're getting a lot of data there that you may not get in a normal on-prem environment, um, but you have to take that into account as you, as you do your migration. And Utpal, let's back up for a moment. Uh, you were embedded in Census and you had teams working with their various teams. Behind all of this technological updating and modernization, and it was complex, there must have been a human factor and an organizational cultural factor such that people were receptive to taking on this really big task, despite the fact that they let a contract and had to do it. You still have to have their hearts and minds, I guess, along there too. 
Absolutely. So one of the challenges we had is to make sure that all of the system um, are willing and wanted to adapt to this whole cloud and moving towards to the cloud. Um, so as I said earlier, we embedded um, users into, so we had embedded account managers into uh, each of the systems team and they helped them uh, navigate to the different parts. Let me give you an example. So one of the things as part of our uh, program, we were doing uh, performance and scalability testing. So during that particular test, the account managers would help the performance and scalability testing team to able to load the system and test particular scenarios. But whenever there are problems, they would then interact with the systems teams, making sure everybody understands what the goal is that we're trying to reach and making sure the systems are being able to perform to that level um, and to bring the systems team to kind of acknowledge that uh, we need to make changes so that we are able to handle the loads that are needed for the proper decennial census to occur. In the time we have left, let's talk about some of the lessons learned from census that might help other agencies and uh, go through complex modernization, but really the goal there is mission delivery you want to maybe take some of the complexity out, I guess, along the way and to get to this modern state. So lessons learned. Jason. Yeah, I think, I think one of the key lessons learned that we had was the flexibility, um, especially in the times that we're talking about right now with COVID-19 ongoing um, and the operations, especially in the census, had to move and adjust associated with um, the current environment. And that's where a cloud um, approach really was helpful. I mean, we were able to scale down the systems and scale them back up as needed. Some of the operations compressed. So we were able to take our models associated with how those system workloads look like, and we were able to scale those models up in a shorter period of time, and then create environments in the cloud that we could test them in at load, at peak, um, so that we could test those new peaks very quickly and then deploy them back out into, into the operational environment. So it was able, it was allowing us to be a lot more flexible as the operations moved and being able to adjust and, and move with those operations. Um, it also helped us with going um, fully remote um, as we got into, into the situation also. We have a fully remote workforce and we're able to transition into that fully remote workforce very quickly. Um, and we're able to still maintain a very successful internet response with the Census Bureau and that's to the success of the Census Bureau and being able to move to a fully remote situation and still have that kind of success. I think one of the keys there is to leave yourself time in for that thorough testing and pressure testing, not just functional testing, but testing under load at scale so that you know that when the, the parade comes by, you are ready to march in there, huh? That's very important. And we, on the Census Program, T-Rex takes a very holistic approach to performance and scalability testing starting at the architecture, looking at the architecture, understanding how a system scales. And that's very important to determining where you put that application, determining what landing zone, what cloud you want to put that application into. How does it scale and does it need to scale? We also modeled out the workloads associated with each of those systems so that we could then test them later on associated with those workloads. So we knew where we needed to test them to, what the peaks were, where we needed to stress them to. And then finally, delivering them into production and doing some uh, production level testing was our final step in that, that process.
All right, some great takeaways. I want to thank today's guests. Jason Keplinger is Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at T-Rex Solutions. Utpal Amin, the Chief Engineer at T-Rex. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, go to federalnewsnetwork.com and search T-Rex. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Navigate Complex IT Modernization, sponsored by T-Rex Solutions on Federal News Network.